ba 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 The Baguette Boys are back. Woo! Yeah, Damn. changing up the intro this time. All right, guys, uh, fam. I'm Connor. Follow along with three people today, not just two, the usual Derek and Richie, but we are followed with a very special guest, Ian DeVries. Yes, yes. Big whoop whoop. Very excited to dive into his situation, his life. But before we do that, we did have a challenge last week that I thought was really, really good um, and a good perspective to have, which was giving yourself a break. And I want to throw this into Derek's court because I know he was thinking more about it um, when we were finishing up our podcast last time. And I wanted to kind of dive in and see what you came up with. Yeah, last week I had no idea what to say for it. And this past week when I was thinking about it, I also had a pretty hard time figuring out what I was going to do. I came to a point where I almost said nothing because right now in my life I'm doing pretty well and I couldn't think of anything. But I can't. what I landed on was actually something that I think is very spot on for me. And that is when I don't feel like I spend my time well, whether it's with people, my hobbies, or just in general, how I don't feel like I spend my time well, I beat myself up a lot for it. And I'll get in my head and be like, why did I make this decision? Or why did I go hang out with this person when I know I didn't want to? I don't know, some, something like that. And I, I tend to beat myself up. So I'm going to try and not do that from now on. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a great one to, to touch up on. Richie, what's up with you, man? I think at the end of my podcast last time, it was really around controlling what I can control. And so, you know, going into the week, you know, what I could control is, um, you know, starting new projects. I have a little bit of extra free time on my hands because, you know, I am at home. Uh, no commute here. Um, you know, I'm working those East Coast hours, but I'm living on the West Coast. So I have like this weird gap of time. So, you know, using that wisely. Um, you know, I can't really work out too much because my knees still bothering me. But, um, you know, so I started a couple of new projects, been working on my classes um, that I've been taking. And so pretty much just trying to make, a, you know, whatever effort I can towards progressing myself and, you know, controlling again, controlling what I can control. So it's been pretty good. I think that's that's amazing. Controlling what you can control is a hard concept to grasp and not a lot of people can get that. So I'm glad you're working towards that. And for me, my it was tough. You know, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself on a lot of things, but one of the biggest ones that I find myself to be hard on is not, uh, sorry, is not getting the workouts in that I had planned on getting in. And for me wanting to be one of the top athletes in the world, I have a structured plan that I want to get into and I wanted to accomplish those things. But I have to remember that I'm not going to be able to do that every time because of the job environment that I'm at. So I just got to be a little bit easier on myself when it comes to those workouts because I know I'm still progressing towards that because the job that I have does increase my workload and it does increase my stamina and my endurance. But I there's there's specific things that I want to get done. But if I can't get it done, I, I got to give myself a break on that and I just got to reorganize and replan um, in, for the future. But look, that's that's our challenge review from last week. And it's already been three minutes and I've been dying to introduce our guests. Um, Ian, a longtime best friend. We've been best friends for almost ever, it feels like. But give us a little rundown about who you are and what you do. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm Ian. I am 26 in about six days. I'm going to be a 27 and then in a few years, I'm going to be 30. So, you know, those wrinkles are coming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know how it is. I currently live in San Francisco. Just moved here a few months ago, and Derek's about to come here, so I'm pretty excited for him to come here as yes, well. Sir. Gotta make, I'm gonna start recruiting the rest of the crew. Uh, I'm a <laughs> I'm a certified accountant. Uh, don't do taxes, so please don't ask me. Um, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to be on the podcast, Connor. When you said uh, I want to be the top uh, athlete, I was thinking, can I be the top accountant? But it doesn't sound as sexy, so. Uh, yeah i'm excited to be here i'm looking forward for the pod i love that that's a good mindset to have considering what the topic is today but before we get into that topic we got to keep the tradition going our one minute week in review uh, i'm going to start this off with richie tell us about your week brother yeah so i think i already hit on some of it based on the challenge but uh, again you know i'm at home and so I'm trying to just make the most of it. And so I, you know, I had did some things that, you know, I normally wouldn't do, you know, I'm on the West coast, so it's starting to get cold on the East coast. So I'm excited to be still on the West coast and still getting the sun. So I went to the beach, you know, did various things. So again, I started a class. I also picked up a new project. Um, so stay tuned for that one. I think that'll be something I'll for sure be talking about as we go. 
But um, yeah, over the weekend, it was very relaxing. Uh, you know, worked on the project. So it was, you know, not necessarily going out and doing a bunch of things. It was really just like, oh, I want to work. I really want to spend time on these projects. So let me go spend time on it and, you know, working on class things as well. And then also, um, you know, what I did do was, was relaxing, was like watching sports, got a lot of errands out of the way. Um, and also, you know, I went paddle boarding and got some vitamin D and like just got out in the sun, which was very nice. And I also happened to see a little friend of mine, uh, which I think he'll talk a little bit further in his update. So my week was really good. And uh, I'm uh, very excited uh, to hear what uh, my, my uh, co-host is, or Derek is going to say. <laughs> On his You're talking about talking about, uh, talking about little old me, <laughs> um, but what Richie is referring to <laughs> is that we I actually visited home this past weekend and it was very nice. So we got to get breakfast and we had a very nice romantic walk on the beach. It was it was nice, but um, it, it, the, yeah. the most ironic part is Ian actually called us while we were together. Yeah, damn, I did not get that feeling. I should have called too. That would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been. You're in our hearts. missed opportunities, but the so the, for the rest of my week it was it was still pretty good. I've been really really busy with my program. Um, in terms of my October goal, it's coming along, which is studying Japanese and continuing to do it. It's not as good as it once was. I, I'm not as diligent, but it's because my program is very intense now. But I'm still doing it. I did some today, so it's it's going well. And my contract from a couple episodes ago. It's still in effect. I have not started a new season of anime, which has been killing me. But you know, I I gotta I gotta finish the chapter, so it, it's coming along. Nice, dude. Good for you for uh, staying on track with that. That's that's important. You know, I can't, I can't believe that you're holding true on that. And that contract is uh, it's burning. Proud of you, bro. Proud of you. <laughs> I signed my name with my blood. It's a contract, oh. baby. <laughs> Are you having a draw? Don't take that literally, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not literally, <laughs> but yeah, it's going well. But uh, the reason why I'm busy too is because my project, my program is going on really busy. Um, I'm making a game which will be on my portfolio website by the end of the year. So look out for it if you want to play Concentration, the mind game. Quick plug. Fun, 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 fun. Um, well, I'll talk about my week and then we'll get into Ian. But my week, I uh, was pretty good. It was busy. It was really, really busy and. You know, I just told myself not to be hard on myself for missing a workout, but I made it a purpose not to miss any workouts this past week. So uh, even just talking right now, I am completely exhausted. My body is drained and my legs, if I could get replacements right now, that would be fantastic because my legs are killing me from the amount of work on that I'm doing. So um, one thing that I need to focus on is that sleep consistency, which I've really been on top of except for two or three days. I think it was Wednesday and Saturday that I really struggled with going to bed on time. One, because uh, I was playing the dear old COD and couldn't stay away from it because it was too too addicting. And playing with the homies that are on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. So when you're playing with people that are three hours behind you, you just lose track of time. And then you end up going to bed at like three o'clock in the morning, having to wake up at six. And for me being a health nut, I know that the results don't come if you don't recover well. And so I'm completely aware of that. And I know I need to make those adjustments. And I know I'm going to get bombarded with, oh, what does whoop say? What is whoop? Because lo and behold, I always got my trusty sidekick here telling me that I'm not doing what I need to do. And uh, I'm working, I'm working towards that. Today's sponsor, Whoop. Uh, today's sponsor, Whoop. Yeah, great band. <laughs> Tells you a little bit about your sleep. So Connor, let's get into that. What did your sleep say since you uh, stayed up till, you know, crack of dawn and then had to you know sleep for 20 minutes before you had to go to work yeah it's, <laughs> it's funny because the messaging on there is always supposed to be positive so regardless whether i get nine hours or three hours of sleep it'll always tell me something positive so in the three and a half hours i got to sleep <laughs> on saturday night it told me that you did a great job because 50 percent of your sleep was in rem <laughs> and it was only like, what was it? Uh, like an hour, hour 15 of my sleep was in REM. So I was like, oh yeah, I killed it. I killed it. Um, which is actually pretty funny and something that I want to dive into later on when I can get more you know, analytics with this is understanding how well you can recover even if you have three hours of sleep, but your REM is an hour and a half versus the nine hours of sleep where you still get an hour and a half of REM, but most of it is light sleep. But that's a whole different topic. That's Ooh. that's hashtag being your own lab rat and just kind of <laughs> seeing what's what's what. So, 
Um, Ian, this is going to be new for you. Uh, I want to dive in, but don't have to get too specific. But I mean, talk to us about how your week went in regards to just overall being. How did you feel with the week that you had? Well, my week was lazy, and it's not because uh, I chose to be lazy. I had fortunate to have a week of not much work. I was in a busy, so I'm an auditor. You know, we have clients, and I have audits going for a couple months, and the things get busy towards the end. So last week was right after audit finished. So I kind of got to slack off a little bit, which was nice and refreshing. I was fortunate to not have to work much last week and kind of just chill. I got to do some of my own personal hobbies, one of them being video editing. So I got to focus on putting together our, our Yellowstone uh, highlight video that's coming along. Uh, the song that I have attached to it, I probably listened to over 300 times. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm probably uh, driving my partner crazy. But uh, yeah, it was a good week. I got to focus on myself and try to get back into some things that I kind of stopped doing because, you know, when you, you get busy, you kind of start slacking off on some your own personal hobbies. So I got into reading again, um, made sure I was kind of consistent with my fitness stuff. But yeah, it was it was a good week. Um, so I'm hoping that when things get more busy again, I can kind of manage my time a little bit better than I was before. But yeah, that was my week. That was a good week for me. Oh yeah, I love that. Right. That's great. That's great energy right there. Yeah. Um, and having, me. yeah, and having that kind of week to recenter yourself. Were you able to look back on any of the goals that you had set for yourself for 2020? I have. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say I've so much reflecting on goals, but more like reflecting on things I want to accomplish. So every so I'm a morning person. I, I go to bed at 9:30 because I'm a grandpa. And I wake up, Yikes. <laughs> you know, I'm already starting early. Uh, I, I wake up around six. And what I've been doing every morning is I, I drive down to the beach and I just walk along the beach. It's just myself next to the ocean, hearing the waves. And my, my, uh, my view is the Golden Gate Bridge. So it's quite a nice walk. And I don't play music. I can just be in my head and think about my thoughts. I just think about my accomplishments. Um, things I want to achieve. I haven't really set goals for 2020 um, because I think we'll probably get into that topic later. But I think for me, when I set goals, I get a lot of anxiety of like, how do I how do I achieve those goals? How do I create that path for those goals? Because for me, it's like, you know, when you're in school or when you're starting a job or, you know, for me studying for my accounting license, there's kind of like a set path created for you. Like there's an agenda, there's a syllabus that you kind of know the how to get the steps to get to the, to the to what you're trying to achieve. But now, like post college, I don't really have that. So whenever I want to do something new, whether it be like video editing or maybe fitness, I don't really have that set schedule, set path I've created myself. So for me, creating goals gives me a lot of anxiety because I don't know technically know necessarily how to like kind of create that agenda for myself if that makes sense a hundred percent does and i think all of us can attest to that and that's the whole reason on why the baguette boys community is what we are is because we're all trying to figure out that quote-unquote agenda for success whatever that success may be and it sounds to me like you have a great thing going in the morning it's almost gratitude practice which is a very underrated um skill to do because Practicing gratitude makes you appreciate a lot of things that are going on and it helps keep you in that happiness state. And so I, I really respect that and I love that. And going to bed at 930, that is not a grandfather thing. That is a smart <laughs> thing, something yeah. that I need to take notes on and make sure that I can accomplish that because you're just setting yourself up for success. And it sounds like you have a good routine going right now. So I, I love that. Do any of you guys have any questions you want to ask him? Yeah, well, I was going to make a comment. Maybe it'll end up being a question. I don't know yet but shoot away. Uh, yeah. So I, well, I like what you said about how after college you don't, we don't really have a set plan anymore. Right. And I think that's something we talked about last week, actually, where it's like, it's one thing to, to accomplish a goal and one thing to accomplish the thing, but it's an entirely separate thing to, to make a program for yourself. Right. Cause we're grown up and like the program is made for you. All you have to do is show up. Yeah. You have to think and you have to learn, but like you don't have to manage yourself. And I think, I think when you have to manage yourself, that's the hard thing. So I guess with that, Ian, I mean, I don't want to jump into anything too deep right away. Right. And you don't have to Just give this. me every punch you got. I'm ready. Right, do so, it. Let's go. So I was going to ask on that note with, with not setting goals because it's kind of overwhelming. Is that, is that like, is that like a fear thing or is that just like, 
I don't think I, I don't need to set any goals and I don't really want to, or is that just like, it's so overwhelming. You don't want to do it. No, that's a really good question. I wouldn't say it's so much of fear of like, I don't want to set goals. It's more of a fear of, I mean, probably not accomplishing goals and feeling like a failure and then feeling kind of insecure. And I think insecurity is probably the big thing. It's like one, you, if you, for example, like we all probably benchmark our success against like our friends, families, people you probably admire. And so like, Let's say, for example, like in 20 years, right? I'm still where I am today, but 20 years forward, and you guys are all achieving all those goals. That's like an insecurity I feel. It's like I'm scared that I might not be like progressing where I want to be, right? So here's a good example. is like my dad, you know, this is probably more generational things. Like he's been at the same job since he graduated college. He might have had one other job early, but for like 50 or 40 plus years, about the same job actually 30 years, right? And that to me scares the shit out of me. But currently where I am with my job, I almost sometimes feel like I might be there because I'm so content with where I'm at, where I, I know I'll be paid to be paid well and I know kind of what to do. There's not really much of a challenge or the cha- all the challenges I might have are kind of like slowing down since I've been with the company for a few years. And that feeling of comfortability is what's making me feeling content and making me scared like, Oh, if I want to like create goals myself, I got to kind of do try new things, maybe move different jobs, trying to hobbies, things like that. So I think, yeah, like, I don't even know, by the way, I don't even know the question you asked. So I hope I answered it. <laughs> no, that helps. Oh, this, I, is, this is phenomenal. This is yeah, phenomenal. So I think it's just like, I want to create goals myself for sure. Cause I, you know, you, if you read articles of accomplished people, they all do it. They all, you know, set certain standards for themselves. And for me, it's yeah. like, I don't necessarily think I have a drive, like, internally but i feel like i need to create that drive by creating goals and so for me i need to set goals to get there it's just a fear of not accomplishing those goals that kind of holds me back so it's kind of just like that yin and yang you're just like constantly battling with yourself you know i think like a lot of times i think we talked we've talked about this in the previous podcast about like how to set goals but i think ultimately one of the things that we were talking about is a lot of times when we set goals some and Connor will probably talk about the quote, one of the quotes here in a minute. But um, I think a, a lot of the goals that I said is like push goals. It's like, I might not really be able to achieve this, but I'm going to try to go for it as much as I can. And if we, um, I think Elon Musk also says, he basically just says like, yeah, like if you have this 10 year plan and you try to do that 10 year plan in six months, you might not hit that 10 year, you, you might not hit what you wanted to do in 10 years, but you'll be a hell of a lot farther than you would have been if you'd followed that 10 year plan. Um, and so, yeah, I think like, yeah, I think we always, set, we always put this thing in our head of like, well, I want to, if I, what happens if I don't hit this goal, but like, just like a GPS, like if you go one way uh, and there's a ton of traffic or you hit a roadblock, like you're going to have to adjust and you're going to have to find a way to keep moving forward to get to your destination. So um, for sure, I think like reevaluate, you know, how you want to look at goals and, I think I have some friends that, like us that can uh, talk to you about these things. Cause I think, um, I think we're all trying to figure out goals and try to set our own. And, you know, we're not really, you know, we're still learning. We're still trying to make to um, get better at it. And, uh, you know, we can even learn from you for sure. Oh, I appreciate that. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a really good point. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys for me, it's like little accomplishments or go a long way. You know, it's like, if you have a long goal, but like you don't have these little like steps along the way to feel like, oh yeah, I'm I'm in the right going in the right direction, you kind of just feel like overwhelmed. So I think creating those are really important. Like I remember there's an episode in the office where I think Michael Scott, you know, he created his own paper company. And I think there's a day where he just like was so overwhelmed, he didn't know what to do. He made like a thousand pancakes, whatever. And then Pam was like, Hey, let's just do little things. And it was just like opening up an envelope. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but like those little things that go a long way. And that's how like I feel with creating goals. Like I need to create the little stuff to get to that and 10 year, 20 year, whatever goal. So, yeah. Have you ever heard of something called small wins? Hit it con small wins. Let me hear it. I am a huge advocate of the small win crew. Um, But you're not alone. Everybody has this quote unquote fear of failure. I don't think I've met one person that has never been afraid of something, you know, always creating these goals and creating success for ourselves is very daunting. And we like being comfortable. We hate discomfort, but the only way to grow is to get into that uncomfortable state. And so that kind of leads us into 
the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is our growth mindset and the fixed mindset. And knowing the difference between these two is so, so important. And, you know, let me, let me get right into the, the definition of a, of a fixed mindset, right? Somebody who believes in their basic abilities, their basic intelligence, their talents, and they set goals for themselves that tend to favor them. They, they always want to come out the winner, right? They don't want to look bad because that's just not in their repertoire. They want to always succeed. They always want to find that success, regardless if it's a reach or not. They're always going to find something that's really easy for them to get. Rather than that growth mindset where it's, you know, people understand that through effort, good teaching and persistence that their talents and abilities can become better. Um, they believe that everyone can get smarter if they work at it. And that's getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's taking that first squat and moving forward. I think that's the, the quote that Richie was getting at earlier today was the, the first squat is always the hardest one, right? That's why I tell a lot of the people at our fitness studio is you just got to do one thing. You just got to take that first step forward and it becomes a lot easier, right? In the fitness world, a lot of people like to um, imagine what the fitness is going to be like. But if you just take that squat and you step up off that couch and just walk forward, you'll find yourself in that path towards success. And I kind of want to lead this into more of a discussion of, you know, where have you guys found yourself to have more of a fixed mindset? And I'll kind of throw that into Derek's court if you're cool with that. Um, just kind of thinking about maybe it was the past. Maybe you were like 10 years old and you remember this one thing. You were like, damn, I was really like, I am not this person. Um, but give me some give me some thoughts on your fixed mindset that you might have had. Oh, cool. Fixed mindset. So... My quick analogy for fixed mindset versus growth mindset that will help me get into what my personal experience is, is that if, if anyone plays fantasy, basketball or football or anything like that, um, there's a lot of talk of like a player's floor and a lot of and a player's ceiling, right, based on their potential. So the way I see a, a, a growth mindset versus fixed mindset, growth mindset is when you're trying to improve your ceiling, right? You're trying to you're trying to reach for the highest height you can get, right? But a lot of people which is very common. You're trying to go for that stability. You're trying to increase your floor. You're just trying to make the bare minimum. That's all you're trying to increase. You're not trying to shoot for the highest you can get. So a good point in my life where I was trying to do that was honestly with probably right after college, um, it, the, the real problem grew with the reason, this is why I quit my job, to be honest. But right after college, I was like, again, I didn't have a plan like Ian was talking about. I didn't really know where I was going, but I was like, you know what? I just need to do the bare minimum, not the bare minimum, but I just need to make sure I'm looking good at my job and doing all these, these things and I can go have fun with my friends and do these things. And that's, that's fine. Right. It was very fixed. It was very much like do my work, go have fun on the weekends, have a good life. And that was great. But I think after four years of working at Red Hat, it just slowly whittled away into, is this what the rest of my life is going to be like? Where it's just work this job, get paid, pretty well go do random stuff on the weekends which i think for a lot of people is a great life but i got bored of it very quickly right I, I feel like there's a lot of other things out there in the world you can do and i think the reason why i know i innately have a growth mindset is because i focus on what i can do as opposed to what i've done what i can do is so much more than like going to travel to some other country and just seeing things right it's like what i can do is like what i can physically put together my own hands and like, what can I build? What can I do for other people? As opposed to I work this job and yeah, I went to, I hit the slopes this weekend. And that's, that's, that's all I'm proud of that. I hit the slopes as opposed to the job I do. So I went off on a probably a tangent, but yeah, I think to jump in and ask a question on this, it's I think for to add a point, I think where your head was at in that entire situation with red hat was like, is really that, I'm doing this and I know I can do this for a long time and I know that I can stay here and on the weekends and in my social life, I can be very successful there. But if I also want to like, if I'm looking at like the totality of my life and understanding like where I want to be, um, do I love what I do in my career right now and how, and it was like, I think the question, I think the answer was no, I don't. And you were trying and like, now you're making this like shift of, well, how do I find that? And now you're like exploring those options and like, just in like, in fact, like exploring those options shows that growth mindset. Right. 
Um, that's kind of my perspective on <laughs> third party perspective on your on your life. But yeah, no, you 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 nailed it. That I mean, I, I think a lot of people with a fixed mindset. Or just people in general, before they quit a job, they're like, I need to have everything planned out, right? I'm leaving my job. I need to have X, Y, and Z planned out. But I think the basis of a growth mindset is that you're going in a trajectory of growth with every decision you make, right? And I knew that me quitting my job was a direction of growth for me. And I didn't have everything planned out, but it's going really well for me right now. And that's because I'm pursuing this personal growth that I want. And I'm really happy with the website I'm making, the and the game I'm making and all these different things going on in my life. And I feel like I am growing and that's, that's all I can ask for. Right. I can't ask for the success at the end of that road. I can just ask to keep growing along the way. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, one thing that I find where people in your situation will do that quit, go and do something that a quote unquote love to do is because they, they fear that complacency and never want to be in a situation where the easy things now are the hard things. I like to talk a lot about comfort circle and how the comfort circle was always shrinking and expanding depending on what you do in your life. And the more complacent you get or that quote more and more uh, fixed mindset you get, that comfort zone can shrink. And what used to be on the border of the comfort zone is now so far out of reach, it's very hard for you to do things. And the fear of complacency is that fear of failure and it's that fixed mindset. And I, that's a kind of a question that I want to get into too, is has a fixed mindset ever held you back from an opportunity that you could have had? I think that's, I think that probably applies to all of us, but me personally, a hundred percent. I think it's just, I mean, no one wants to feel like a failure, right? You just want to feel like everything you do is successful. I mean, in reality, it's just not true. We're, we're not like great at everything we do. We try new things. And then when things get hard, we stop and try the next thing. And then kind of that repetition, at least for me, that routine of just starting and stopping is probably quite common. Um, but yeah, it's, but I mean, having that fixed mindset can definitely be a bit of a, an Achilles heel in terms of like trying to grow, trying to find like what's, what makes you happy and things like that. And I think what Derek was saying is like, it sounds like for you, Derek, like what makes you happy is just like having, doing something tangible, something that you created, something that you have full control of that like you look at it, like once you finish our project, like I, I did this. I created this. This is like mine. Like you're not just like, like I'm sure at Red Hat, you know, it's a big company. You're just like one of a thousand, right? You're just kind of a number. It's not really yours. You're kind of like, I mean, I mean, personally, this is how I feel at my job. I'm just one of many. I just am kind of being put through that system, right? But and you're just kind of, for me, it's like I'm doing this job to pay rent, to live, you know, pretty, a decent lifestyle. But in reality, I'm not maybe 100% happy because I'm not doing something that is like, what I want to do or something tangible that makes me feel like it's my own. And I feel like with that growth mindset, that's something you need to have to kind of like, like you said, Derek, take the risk, go into the unknown a bit and just challenge yourself. But yeah. Yeah. I think in, in our generations, careers, career wise, I think we're very much more on this growth pattern. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I think I think Ian, you hit on it pretty early on, which was like, hey, my dad did this. He stayed at one job and he did that for X amount of time. And it was an extended period of time where he's doing it still. And I think in our generation, you're seeing a lot more of, well, I'm already going to be spending so much time on my career or I could spend like eight hours a day doing this. So I want to spend I want to spend it doing something that I enjoy doing and like get really getting and feeling like you're making a difference, whether that's in the world or whatever it is. And like, you're having an impact on that company. And so I think a lot more of our generation is just spending so much time trying to like focus on those kinds of things, which like generally I think pushes us towards like being more growth minded towards our careers, but maybe not necessarily in other aspects in our life. Um, I think sometimes we get so caught up in our career and thinking like, Oh, we are just this person as like a career, yeah. but not necessarily like, the rest of your person because again like eight hours of your day you know 40 hours a week but there's still like how, however many hours in the in a week you know uh the remainder of that chunk of time uh, with your family or by yourself so um you know you're not you're not just your career so i think we have to think about growth in other aspects too you're, you nailed it i think i think the dark side of that though and i completely agree with that our generation being career driven and growth driven but i think the dark side of that is our generation and Gen Z too is like they could say the generation of depression and anxiety 
because it's so widespread. But I think it's just because of the societal pressures uh, going on. But I think that has has to play with the fact that people are smarter and smarter, and generations get smarter and smarter. And as young people, we realize like the extent of our lives. I hate to say it, but like we can see that we're, we're all essentially just cogs in the machine, and we want our that cog to mean something, you know. And I think uh-huh. that for some people, either inspires them, but also other people, it it demotivates them and makes them depressed, which obviously is unfortunate. Yeah, I feel like when I I keep this question keeps going in my head, like growth versus fix, growth versus fix, and the one I keep thinking about is like, how resilient is your mind? That's what I think about. It's like, can you overcome that fear of failing? Overcome that fear of maybe not achieving? Like, for example, like you can have the growth mindset and have the goals to keep trying to progress, 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 and you might not even achieve your goal, but like you have to accept that that might be a possible like outcome that you might fail. Yeah. But, and that's my say, like how resilient is your mind? Can you, are you willing to do that? And that's why it's like for people who are like artists or writers or some career where like, like actors where like the opportunity of success is so small, it's such a small window and such a small percentage. They have this mindset where it's like, Hey, I'm going to keep working at it until I get there, regardless of the outcome. And they accept the outcome of failure. It's crazy. Like I, I admire those people so much. Yeah, I think there's like, uh, especially in your career, I think it gets really difficult because we're, you know, I think like Derek, you, you had a lot of other, you had, you know, you've kind of built up this ability to be able to go quit your job and go spend time on your program. Um, whereas a lot of other people might not have that opportunity, right? And I think like they might have to continue with a a growth mindset, but like fixed, like they currently have to do this job because they need to pay the bills. And yeah. they need to do these things. And um, basically, I think like uh, da- John, Damon John, uh, the, one of the Shark Tank guys, he basically just says like, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and it, to pay the bills. I think he, he used to work at like Red Lobster while he was like side hustling his butt off, trying to get uh, FUBU off the ground. And like that is a prime example of, you know, you know, you might have this growth mindset, but, you know, um, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to just get, get, get off the ground and keep, keep your dream alive and keep, continue to like push forward on and do growth, like get growth uh, or build growth and build momentum. I want to continue on that example. Cause I actually learned a little bit about Damon John too. While he was working at red lobster, I, I didn't, I couldn't believe a company did this, but the red lobster as corporate released their PNLs, which I don't know what PNL stands for, but it's something financial, but Profit they released their PNLs. To, I just the, Ooh, the accountant got it. There you go. <laughs> but so they released their, their PLs to their employees and he was working at Red Lobster as like a server, right? But he would read them in his spare time and understand. So that's a good example of like, even though you're working a job just to pay the bills, you still took advantage of an opportunity to become successful and have that growth mindset. Um, yeah, I just want to continue that example. But on Connor's question, I did, I did think of an example of where a fixed mindset uh, like held me back. And I really think that in high school, when everyone, every one of us has that like level of insecurity and fear of failure that they don't want to like look bad. Um, we all, we all played soccer growing up. We all like got close par- partially because we played soccer together. But as you guys all know, soccer was not really faded for me both back then. And now I think I, I was so on this track to play soccer in high school that I kept going with it. And I had this fixed mindset that like, I just need to get there. I just need to prove to everyone that I can do this. But in reality, I, I regret so much saying, you know what? Soccer's not for me. Let me go play basketball. Because as you guys know, I am a huge basketball fan. I play basketball all the time now. I play, I love the Lakers. And this is a good segue into saying that the Lakers are in the finals and I'm very excited. So we'll see how it goes. That's all, all I'll say about it. But I'm serious. Like I, I really wish that I didn't have that fixed mindset and I, I pursued something different, but I, I got, I let that, that fear get to me. Um, this, this also kind of brings me into more of the language that we talk to ourselves in, because I think a lot of times we don't realize that we are in a fixed mindset because we are so conditioned to the way we talk, you know, going into the job that I had, I had a lot of big fixed mindset. Like I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And, you know, one of them was being a manager and managing people, you know, being an athlete my whole life, I was 
very self-driven, but I was always about myself. I was never about other people and, you know, working towards, I guess in a sense I was working towards something because I was on a team and we actually had goals there. So, um, but like when it comes to managing people, I just had no experience in that and I had no idea what I was doing. And so I put that self doubt into my head. And for me, that's an example of where I went to fix mindset mode. But a lot of the times I was telling myself, I can't be a manager. I can't do this. I can't do that. And just by challenging myself to say, I can do that. I, I, I can make myself better in some instances is a great way to figure out where you are in a fixed mindset. Because a lot of the times we, we don't understand that we're talking negatively to ourselves and eliminating possibilities for growth. And so I didn't know if any of you guys had a situation where you found yourself talking negatively and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I just need to change the way I'm talking to myself to experience growth. I will literally have the same I think example you had, like I went from being an associate in my company to being essentially in charge of people below me. And that adds a lot of responsibility, especially with just managing, you know, managing Damn, manager Ian. Well, I mean, Richie, you, you manage too. you understand that the fear of like, how do yeah, I, how, maybe. what's that? He's a project manager. He yeah, knows man. his shit. Nobody <laughs> report. Nobody reports to me currently. So it feels pretty good, but it sounds <laughs> like somebody does to you. Yeah, I have people above me, people below me, and it's just uh, it's just it's like managing your time, managing their time, managing the people above you's time. It's like that fear of like, how do I freaking do this? Like you don't like that's something you kind of learn on the job type of thing. And I mean, Connor, did you were you ever a captain of like any of your teams wrong? Because I feel like that probably is a good kind of like starting point of like how learn how to manage people, learn like learning personalities and talk to people. I mean, you know, it's fun- yeah, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because I actually brought a lot of that thought process into the managing style. Yeah. And that's the way I kind of manage the gym right now is through that captainship, that leadership mode. And it's it's gone really well. And I've always been a leader. I, I think that's one trait that I really recognize with myself and I really appreciate with myself. And I always work towards becoming a better leader day in and day out. And so becoming a captain on a team is it was no different for me than just being a player because I was always leading by example and always trying to push other people. And so when I realized I was talking to myself and saying, I can't be a manager, I can't do this. I just remembered that, like you said, you know, it might've been a little bit different, but I was managing people on a field. I was managing people's expectations. And in a sense, that's exactly what you need to do when you're in the situation that we're in is just be that leader, be that role model that other people can have. You just like managing sweaty people. Oh, all the time. Yes. From, <laughs> so- from soccer to the gym. <laughs> That's hilarious. What about you, Richie? Yeah, I think for me, I think that there are definitely, I mean, I think everybody has this, some sort of fixed mindset, whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, for, for me, I think if I go, let's go outside of career. Um, so I think for me, yeah, I think let's talk about fitness so for me fitness goals um you know i think this year was just you know getting really back into the gym pushing pretty hard there and then coronavirus said you know i think everybody in the entire world was basically like what are we going to do and you know trying to figure out i have this 2020 goal and my 2020 goal is you know blah 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 and i want to solve this fitness for fitness goal for myself um so how am i going to do this now I think that took quite a bit of like growth experience or growth for us or for for me, you know, trying to talk about, um, you know, new different types of things I can do because you don't have the gym. So I like joined, you know, all these new programs, tried all these different things, um, you know, tried yoga and I didn't, I never really, I never really gave yoga a chance and I, I'd done it before and I was like, yeah, like this is great. Like, but I still don't really get it, but okay. And then, you know, I was doing this program. The program basically, you know, made me do yoga a couple times a week. And by the second time, I asked the guys, I was like, you guys want to do this with me? And they're like, what? Uh, okay. Like, I've never really done yoga, but all right. What? So then, do yoga? No way, man. I'm a guy. I can't do yoga. And then so it started just becoming a habit of like, oh, yeah, let's just do yoga on the weekends. We're like FaceTiming each other doing yoga on the weekends. Uh <laughs> And so, yeah, I think, you know, for, 
there's these opportunities of growth that I think we've started to see. And it might just be a little thing. It might just be like, you know, when your friends ask you to go do something, you just say yes. Like if they just ask you, do you want to go on a hike? And you're like, fine. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. And it might have been that you didn't really want to go that day. Um, but you're just like trying to get out there and you're trying to just be more active and social. And I think for sure, I've also had some fixed mindset things where, um, you know, I think I'm also in this like point of like, well, I've been at my job for a little while now, you know, is this the same job that I want to keep having? Um, it continues to pay the bills. It continues to do a lot of things, great things for me. Um, I for sure have learned a lot, but have I started to cap out on that learning is, you know, a question that I continue to ask myself. Um, but it does give me opportunity to work on side projects that I've been mentioning. You know, I have these other things that I want to go do. Uh, and I'm, you know, taking advantage of that, you know, being and kind of growing in other perspectives, not just the one, uh, you know, with my job itself at the moment. So, you know, trying to take a little bit of fix and making a little bit of growth also. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I have both experiences for sure. Yeah, COVID uh, put a lot of people on blast because a lot of excuses are, you know, I don't have time, I don't have this. And, you know, for some people, COVID actually affected their lives and they couldn't do a lot of things. But for some people, it gave them ample time to do anything they wanted. And a lot of them still said they couldn't do that. And let's go on that fitness route. You know, a lot of people are saying, I can't work out at home. I can't do this. When in reality, you really can. And, and Richie, you prove that to a point. You change that fixed mindset straight into a growth mindset and went into these virtual programs. You went onto these online coaching programs and made use of what you could do in the situation that you had because the goals were important to you and you weren't going to say, I can't do this because of the situation we're in. You looked at that situation and said, all right, I'm here. Let's not look at it as a negative. Let's see how I can make this into a positive and really accomplish something. And that's exactly what you did. And yes, you have a little hiccup now with the, the bum knee, but that, yeah, that for put, sure. you, put you on a big path on, on success. And I, I really admired you for that. Just, just going out and getting that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think also, I think, you know, there's so many other aspects to our life that, you know, we need to talk about growth and not just like, I think a lot, oftentimes we oftentimes on this podcast, we talk about career and fitness. I think we just somehow come back to those two pretty, pretty regularly. <laughs> um, but like when we're shout out the mind, mind, yeah, the mind journal, that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> The Mind Journal, sponsored by Mind Journal today. Also, um, <laughs> reach out to us, Mind Journal, if you hear this. Uh, but no, yeah, I think one of the things that we did there is they had this circle that they made us do, and they basically said, break up your life into these ten different chunks and deter- rate yourself on them. And one of the things that we kind of figured, found out was, you know, I rate myself super low on this or that, and rate myself super high on other things. And it was basically just trying to measure, you know, how do you, how are you how good do you feel about these different aspects of your life? And I think the things that we felt were tens, which is like the highest rating. So 10 out of 10, um, the things that were 10 out of tens, if there was anything or the things that were rated higher on that scale were probably something that you were growing in or continuing to self evolve in versus the things that you were, you know, ones or zeros, you know, you're not spending time here and you're not continuing to evolve. And I think those were probably rated the lower things. So that might've been emotional, your health, your emotional health, um, financial health, whatever it might have been, uh, friendship, friend, you know, friendship relationships, uh, family relationships, girlfriend, boyfriend, other relationships, um, you know, you name it. So I think those were all, you know, aspects of your life that we need to consider growth in, not just like this, the two that I think we continue to talk about. I just want us all to have sexy abs. And I think, Richie, a few months ago when I think you were shirtless in a call, I'm like, damn. Richie's sexy. And then I think I had dreams that night of your abs. So thanks, send, man. Send me some pics. Damn, bro. It's been a little hey, while. Man, gotta be open about it. Derek, you got any opinions on this? On the sexy abs. Uh, <laughs> we all yeah, love yeah. The sexy mean, abs. Don't worry. Richie's abs are pretty sexy. I will I'll have to admit that. We'll make sure to post a picture of them later. <laughs> Check out our Instagram, Baguette Boys. Yeah, right. But I, I think this is all great stuff. I, I, I'm just going to default back to. Um, Connor's questions about about wording things and how how you word things and how they impact your growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Uh, I watched a TED talk two, a couple weeks ago as part of my program about this very topic, and pretty much they were talking about how to instill a growth mindset in 
kids or at least just how the, your, your phrasing affects their mindset, especially because as a kid, you're so young and you just so absorb knowledge. The example is when you take a test, right? And you ace it. If you come home and your parent tells you as a kid, wow, you are so smart. You are so, you are so special because you are so smart, right? As a kid, you're like, wow, that's true. I'm special and smart. But what that is ultimately doing over time is that it's ingraining some level of like innate wisdom in yourself and like the supreme confidence. Obviously, it doesn't pan out that way just by saying one comp, like one compliment. But a better way to to give that to a kid is saying something like, "You worked really hard for this test, and I'm very proud of you for working hard and doing well." Right? Obviously, you might want to word it a little bit more like, "Wow, son, you worked so hard and did so well." Some some kid boy. <laughs> Thank Can you. we just have like a live feed of Derek being a dad, and we'll just watch it twenty four seven? I send you guys dad dad jokes all the time. Well, it's yeah. Derek, it's <laughs> we're so exciting. Yeah. So, so the moral of the story is, in like when you when you compliment people, realize that compliments are just that they're just words, but realize that they do have a subliminal effect on people's mindset and their psyche. And I think that that topic right there when they talked about the TED talk hit me really hard because I grew up and I was doing really well in school and there were many times throughout my life where I thought I am so smart I can I, I can do this I can I can get out of this test I can study last minute I don't need to do it I'm smart and sometimes it worked out a lot of the times I got supremely screwed over because I was way over in over my head and I didn't really a lot of the time I needed to to work hard to reach those goals so it's just something to look out for in the language you use yeah, and I think we could all start to practice that going forward and focusing on the wording that we use to complement each other, to motivate each other. Um, and I think that's that's amazing. I think that's a, one of the hardest things to do as well. Yeah, changing your vernacular is really hard, let me just say. When Even to this day, I know it's very politically correct for people to say, if you're talking to a room of people, you're not supposed to say, hey, guys, right? right. It's, not, it's, it's a very male-dominant word. But it's so hard for me. I still haven't mastered it. But if you want to be very politically correct, don't say, hey, guys. Hey, hey I think we, we say guys a lot on this. But uh, I, think, hey, well, I think also, I think also one thing that you spoke about, uh, that you guys both spoke about, you, uh, Derek and Connor, so language. And I think also you mentioned, Connor, earlier about, like, how do you speak to yourself? And I think it's, you know, back to sports and fitness, but... Um, one thing is that like when you're playing baseball, I think three three out of 10 times, if you get a hit, that's really, really good. And so that means seven out of 10 times you didn't get a hit. And that means you failed seven out of 10 times. And as a use case like that, like if you're able, if, even if you only get three hits every 10 times, like that's supposed to be so good. Um, and so you, what you have to like be able to speak to yourself, continue like, be like, it's okay. Like I did, I still did good or I did that, you know, I didn't do bad here, right? Um, cause if you bring yourself down, if you like, Oh, like I didn't get a hit again, or I didn't get a hit, um, you know, eventually, you know, that's going to bring you down and eventually that's going to impact your, your psyche and going to, you know, impact you again and again and again. And you're, before you know, you're not batting 300 or three out of 10, you know, you're batting lower than that. But, um, for sure, I think like, you know, language and speaking to yourself uh, is super important. And that's especially a use case, uh, uh, failure that happens over and over and over again but you have to be okay with it well let's go into our uh final challenge for this week and that's kind of the last topic that we talked about just now which was focusing on changing our language i I think that is one thing that everybody in the world can can now focus on is how can we talk to each other in a more positive way and how can we talk to each other that's going to make us feel like we can succeed in something that we can push forward in whatever we're trying to accomplish, because I know a lot of the times we don't understand everybody's, you know, outcome or everybody's situation. And we're always quick to judge or quick to put our own two cents into a situation we know nothing about. And so I challenge everybody right now to not right now, but in the oncoming weeks, months, even tomorrow is to change our language from a negative to a positive in any way that we can. Done. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, what can I change in my actual vernacular to like reflect that, but it'll come up. I think, I think when it happens, a good tip for everyone is like, when it happens, recognize that you said something negative, you can either write it down, just recognize it with yourself and just 
flip a certain word because that's I, I can't think of anything on the spot but the next time i say something negative either to myself i don't even say anything negative to anyone else to be honest but if i say anything negative to myself i'll probably like take a note of it somewhere and be like i should change that yeah that's a good point i feel like this kind of also goes on the topic of just like emotional intelligence like kind of recognize not only recognizing how to talk to yourself but how to talk to other people um but yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely something to learn about and, and to think about you don't it's you, you know you don't really think about how is changing the structure of my sentence or the words to myself or other people how that really impacts them you know so that's a very good topic to go over and to think about and reflect on so yeah it's really helpful yeah i think yeah i think everybody speaks pretty poorly to themselves over and over and over again like i think we're pre- we're all very hard on ourselves and um you know, whether that whatever aspect of the of your life that is, whether that's career or whatever. And, you know, you have to separate that and really understand, um, you know, for me, it's like if I'm talking about my career, like, yeah, I, you know, I, again, I mentioned, you know, sometimes I question, like, have I capped out my learning in this particular field? Have I capped out this thing? And should I just make a switch? And so I think, like, you know, don't always, again, like bring it back to last podcast, you know, sometimes you have to give yourself a break. Sometimes you need to uh, have this emotional intelligence that Ian's talking about and you need to figure out how to speak to yourself so that you are motivated and you are continuing to grow, but also, um, you know, being able to pay the bills too and uh, continue to uh, be able to do the other things in your life that you want to do too, not just career. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, even, even changing words from, you know, I just can't do this to, I'm going to train my brain better or I'll never be that smart changing it to, you know, I'll learn how to do this. You know, those are just something that just popped up into the top of my head. But a lot of the time we tend to think about the outcome, you know, what the end result will be. And instead of worrying about losing hundred pounds, let's commit to a process of creating good habits, creating those small wins that can help us stay motivated towards that that growth mindset towards that success that we envision. So that way we can enjoy those results rather than just, you know, seeing the results and being fearful that we'll never reach that. So commit to becoming a better version of ourselves every single day. Well put, my dig friend. It. Well put. That's it, baby. Baguette boys in the community, we want you to succeed every single day. So do one thing that'll help you get to that success point each and every day. We out. Let's eat this wheat. Yeah, but I'm gluten free, so gotta go with that matzah. <laughs> the gluten free matzah. <laughs> <laughs>